Yeah, it's still not connecting through my headphones, I don't think. Uh, that's all right. I can, um, when, when we first did it, I couldn't turn down the my volume because your, your voice was still blasting me, but, but I can turn down my volume now, so it's fine. Yeah, I turned up my volume, so hopefully that'll have to do for tonight. No, it was on my end. When I, I was turning down my volume, and then when you were talking, it was still the same amount of volume. So that's what happened on my end, at least, which is fine. Well, I, well, I can turn end, it's still not letting me connect with my headphones right now. So right now I'm doing this he headphone list. So I had to just all I had, I found out why the volume was so quiet on my end. It was because my volume w without the headphones was turned down a little bit. So luckily it's. As okay, long as like you get it right now. Yeah, there's no problem on my on my account is what I'm saying. Yeah, so there now we have no more issues here, so we're good. All right. Whenever you want to start. One thirty PM. I we haven't done that in a while. Tomorrow. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Deutschland Couch Show. Um, today, we're just going to jump right into the action and get things started off with the Supercopa final. As it was a rare third installment of the Derby della Mandonina. You had title-winning AC Milan going up against Copa Italia winners Inter Milan in the Supercopa. And... Today, we took AC Milan and buried them behind the shed. So, I'll just get things started off because obviously I was fortunate to watch this match since I had an off day at work. Um, obviously, 15 minutes into the match, which has been one of those crucial points. If Inter don't score in that time frame, it, it gets harder and harder for them to like find the back of the net. But DeMarco gets things started off. He is one of the rare defenders who is able to play, kind of play like a wing back position. They can help; he can help in the attack, but he's also he's really better good. attacking. He's better in the attack. He's he's oh, an yeah. alright, absolutely. I mean, he's not bad. Like he's not a liability defensively, but no, but nobody's going down his side being afraid that he's going to take the ball off him. But you're right, more of attacking. Like a hybrid, basically, kind of the Theo Hernandez, um, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, guys like that. Again, he's he's not as good as those guys, but that kind of right back or whatever <laughs> wing back. Yeah, I mean he he's one of those player defensive players that has really also stepped up in the deep and the I mean the attack situations, and he's got the scoring started off for Inter. And then a while before the half would end in like the whatever minute, Jacko was, who has been a crucial part of this inter team, gets on the scoring sheet yet again. I think he now has like 13 goals this season, 12 or 13 something. A great goal, too. Did you see the? It's not the that finish. Was absolutely it's, beautiful. It's the chop. Like, that's like the, the, the you know, the Diet Ronaldo. Because Ronaldo, when he was young, at, obviously you didn't see Ronaldo, young Ronaldo, main night, he would do that. 
but it was like the little chop and then finish. It was it was unbelievable. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, Inter then went into the ha- halftime with a two zero two no lead, which was very is a very comfortable position for them. And then, of course, in the second half, Martinez, who is who's been decent but hasn't performed to the level we used to we've been we're used to also finds the back of the net and really put the nail in the coffin against AC Milan on the other side of the coin you have AC Milan's performance they just looked all out of sorts Pioli I think is their manager if I'm remembering um probably not for very much longer yeah he played the best available team that he had to him, but they just looked all out of sorts. They couldn't, they had some points where they were able to attack the goal, but obviously they were no match in this case for Inter's defense, who was up to the task. Um, defensively, they gave the ball away too easily, which set, saw Inter set up those strong counterattack opportunities. And they just in the midfield really didn't help much. I just think for a person, a, a non AC Milan supporting person, to me, it looked like they were just fatigued from everything that's been going on with them lately, especially since some of these players were in the World Cup and still haven't been able to get like revived. Um, but overall, this was definitely a performance in turn needed to go into this weekend's match against Empoli. And hopefully that continues over. Um, But AC Milan continues to struggle, but they did what they could, but they, they just couldn't get anything going from either side of the ball. And it really, and because of that, in my term of a has being an Inter fan, four trophies in the trophy cabinet, so, so you I counting that, you counting that one? I don't give a damn. It's still the silverware. Fine, I'll put a fork in there to me. It is still it's, 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 it's. <laughs> oh, I may. But yeah, still, um, four trophies in the trophy cabinet. I have been fortunate. All right, all right, hold on. Let me ask you this: If you had beaten Atlanta or Salatiano or Empoli, would you be this gassed up about it? Hell yeah. Cap, no way. <laughs> it's not because no it's, it's, it's it's one game. It's just one game. You didn't have to do anything except win one game, and you got there because of obviously success prior. But I'm I'm just saying I don't know. I I'm a Roma fan. I have a Super Cup. I don't care about it. I'm never going to care about it because it's a pointless trophy. But the the significance of beating AC Milan is significant. The significance of winning it last year against Juventus is significant. So I think it's based on. The, the opponent that you beat. Now it doesn't doesn't really mean anything. In I mean, sure, Inter fans can celebrate it, um, but I would I would say that the large majority are are gassed up about it because of beating AC Milan and this being potentially a momentum shift going forward for the rest of the season. But you know that's that's just the way I see it. Um, but the fact that you do that to AC Milan, who is struggling um, in a certain capacity. Um, I mean, they're not. They they've had a really good. They've had a good season, but they've also 
they've been crap since we uh, since the ten minutes of hell that they had against Roma. <laughs> Ever since then, lost to Lecce, and then obviously get get manhandled in Saudi Arabia um, against uh, against Inter. Not a good look for them. Um, and it's really interesting how conversations change. Um, a year ago, everybody was calling Paolo Maldini the Messiah, that he's this brilliant director that has put all these pieces together um, and, and stuff like that. Obviously, we've had our conversations before. He pulled off some of these deals um, about him being the worst director in football, and he's starting to look like that again. Like, if you look at the signings that he's brought in, now, he has been able to pour in some good deals. Uh, Kalu. Um, Liao, um, I believe, um, he had like Frank Kessie on his resume. That's pretty good. Uh, um, uh, Benister on his resume, Theo Hernandez. So he's, he's brought in some key pieces to Mori. But then if you look at the rest of the, 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 the decisions and the signings that he has made, it's almost all misses. Now I'll, I'll give King Charles the, the benefit of the doubt just because I think that he is, not played his position. He continues to not play his position, even when it's clear what his position is. They refuse to play him in his position. And obviously he's getting rinsed in the media every 24-7, but they're not playing him, again, not playing him in his position. That's on That's on the coach. That's not on Maldini. But but for the most part, outside of the, the usual suspects, outside of the five or six signings that they made, um, they, they come up short a little bit in a lot of aspects. And, you know, this idea that, that um, Maldini as a director, some brilliant mastermind is just nonsense. He's, he's hit on a few pieces, um, but the amount of signs he has made is you're bound to hit on a few. Um, and then obviously that stuff uh, from, from interest perspective, obviously great performance. And again, I don't, I don't think it really matters about the trophy. It matters about the performance and the performance was class. It was obviously Jekko's you know, amazing goal. And I thought Lutaro uh, had a great goal at the end, too. The little um, outside of the boot, uh, hooking over the over the goalkeeper. And then obviously does the uh, – I don't know who did it first, but but uh, the Messi, the Ronaldo, the Icardi, uh, the, the clotheslined uh, jersey thing at the end, which was, which was awesome. Um, you said that he's not in his best moment, but he is – he has scored in four straight games. So I think that that goes into it as well. He comes up in the in the big moment. Obviously, the game was kind of already cooked, but um, he puts the final nail in the coffin there for Inter, and they look they look fantastic. They they look great. But as we've seen with this Inter team, they could look great today, and by the, by Empoli, they could be outclassed. It's it's really hard to to judge or gauge the the level of of consistency that you get from this team. But they, I mean, doing this to AC Milan is massive. Now, if, if they had done this to any, some, anybody else, most Inter fans will, prob- will probably not think of it in, in any particularly great way. But it's the significance of doing it to AC Milan and the way they were sort of going on about it and the way they outperformed them, which was, which was huge. Um, and it's only going to give them the confidence and momentum they need for the next couple of games. But again, we don't know what it's going to look like because they they failed to develop any kind of consistency this season, and it's hard to judge exactly who they are as a team. Um, and again, it's 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 back on that uh, you know th- that horse, I guess, 
because there's there are three other teams also in good form, also waiting for you guys to slip up and all to to, to grab the the final Champions League spot. Um, for Inter, it could be motivation to push further and try to keep that consistency, but it's been difficult to do. But my big takeaway from this, and I don't want to be overly negative, but if you look at the way they played, you look at the way they dominated the game, the the level of control, the movement, all you know across the board, they were they were excellent. But how are they not going for for th- three in a row? That's my question. Because after watching that game, and this isn't a, a, I guess, a negative approach to Inter as a team because they're fantastic. But it made me think of if it confuses me after watching that performance, how they don't have back-to-back uh, titles, how this isn't going for three. Now, obviously, Napoli's going to win the league. We know this. But this should be Inter's Milan's surge for number three rather than trying to get n- another one. Um, so as, as positive and optimistic as you can be about the performance, I think to take away from it is you see how good they can be and you're just kind of questioning where the consistency has been um, the last two years because at their best, they're better than everybody, uh, including Napoli. Now at their at not their best, they can't do that. And not, we're not seeing their best consistently enough because looking at that team, that's a team that should be winning the title, at least uh, being in that conversation um, every year. And they were last year. They probably should have won the league last year. And this year, as, as good as they've been at times, they're not in that that they're not pushing, they're not uh, um, having pressurizing anybody to, to win trophies in the same way. Um, but you see that performance, you, you see how good they can be at their very best. And it's just, it's a shame we don't see that um, more often. Yeah, I definitely 100% agree. I wish, I hope they take, literally take this and are able to find what actually works and take it against in the match against, I believe, this Saturday. Because you're right, the the key, real key issue is the, they haven't been able to maintain some sort of level of consistency, which under Antonio Conte, yes, in the when he first, Conte t- first took over, they were slowly working on that. But then... They weren't ready then, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Right now, they just need to work on that consistency side of things. And then if they are able to work on that and maintain consistency throughout, then teams should be in trouble. But until they show that, they can be hit. You're you're right. It could be hit or miss. I call it it the lot seal effect, (laughs) where they could perform good one week, and then they could be in shambles the next. So hopefully, Inzaghi literally takes every takes all the notes he possibly could from this match, and apply it, and work on that going forward. Especially since we're going in the match that we are about to discuss. Um, this past weekend in wait, Jer- wait hold on, hold on, sorry. I want to I want to touch on one thing. You know the okay. one, you know what's the irony? Irony. Sorry, I can't say it. irony. Behind what you just said about the Lazio effect, who was the manager of Lazio <laughs> before? Exactly. The, before sorry, <laughs> exactly. So it's like that's I, why I said that's... Lazio effect, aka, yeah. or no, I should call it the Inzaghi effect. Okay, well, there we the, go. Lazio do it with sorry too, to be to be fair, but I think part of the reason why they choked it away last year again, I don't want to reopen the wounds, but but 
was because of every time Inzaghi had a team that pushed, this is how it kind of just faded down the stretch. But most of the time he had a team that didn't even make the top four. So he wasn't used to that sort of environment. And now he has a, he has this team, but it's, you're seeing some of the effects of, I guess the negative effects from Inzaghi in terms of a tactical uh, match. But on the other, on the other side of things, Inzaghi's team is, is one of the most uh, interesting to watch because win or lose, it's entertaining whether Inter win five nil or or lose a huge lead, it's there's all there's so much behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So we are gonna just go through some of the key matches this past weekend. Um, we're starting with this the match obviously with the team we just discussed. Inter winning one nil against Verona, relegation Verona. Um, yeah. This one shows how inconsistent this team is. Yes, we got the three points. And obviously, Martinez finding the back of the net within, I think it was like five minutes or something. It was, it was less than that. It was like two and a half minutes, and it was very yeah. fast. But I always round up anyway, just so it's easier. But it, besides that, there was nothing after that. Based on how many times we were attacking the goal on Verona, it was very lackluster. We were very wasteful, and just everybody looked out of place. And this is a team that's in the fucking relegation zone for crying out loud. They should have been easily able to be on like three or four nil at, and smooth sail through it. But then again, the Inzaghi effect. It, there was a lot of wasteful like chances. A very inconsistent, and I mean, literally, Verona had some key moments, but Inter definitely outperformed them in the defensive area. But in regards to the attack, there was just no real consistency, and that's like you said, one of the issues is the consistency. And but overall, it's nice to see Martinez getting goals in the past four matches. And stuff, but yet again, you're hopefully they shape up and stuff against Empoli on Saturday. But it, like I said, consistency, 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 otherwise known as three (laughs) seeds. Yeah, but okay, so yeah, I understand that you wanted to score more goals, and and the thing is, when you have attacking players, when you have we have a, a a surplus options up top. Sometimes we get greedy. We want two, three goals against lower sides. I was, <laughs> I, I, I'm not to, to go off topic, but I was really, I was, I wanted a second goal in the Fiorentina game for 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 the Romans, and not because it was a bad performance, not because of anything else, but because I'm greedy. Because I have to ball in Tammy Abraham and and other pieces that I want more. But the performance itself, yes, you can say you didn't score as many goals as you should have, but you got three points. You got a clean sheet. Now, I would rather win seven games in a row, one nil, than you know, than four three three. You know, all, all uh, again games that that put you on your seat. You were never in position to to um, concede a goal, and sometimes you have to win those narrow. There's n- narrow victories because this game comes in fine margins. Verona's fighting for their life. Inter just Inter needed to get points too, and, and I think the big picture here is. 
Roma won, Lazio won, Alonso won, and Inter won. Now, if Inter don't win, then we're, we're looking at a totally different thing. So I, I think overall, they again, it wasn't their best performance, but they did enough. They never looked like conceding. They protected themselves. They should have scored more. I agree there. Um, but but seeing Barella out there again was was good. I, I thought he br- brought a lot. And uh, obviously, Ansali was, was, uh, had another good performance. I think overall, it was a good display. But I understand your, your uh, frustration with not scoring more goals when you have someone like Latar Martinez and, and Jekko and, and Mkhitaryan and Tonalahu and, and, and Barella. So you have all these weapons. You feel like you should be scoring more. I, I, so I totally I, I sympathize with that because I don't, I, you know, I don't love the idea that 50% of Roma's goals are coming from set pieces. I mean, great. We're the best set piece uh, team in the whole, whole league. But I want to I want to score more goals, just like you want to score more goals. But I think the big picture, you get the points, you get a clean sheet. Um, Onana has been excellent in goal. Um, I think he's really kind of starting to put some pressure on Provadel for a team of the season, at least on my on my on my list. Um, so I think the switch of goalie was uh, uh, very important to, to make at the right time. Things weren't going well. Now things are going well. But you're picking up points, and I think that's a big picture here. Yeah, absolutely. Although. You want to know who was the one who lifted the trophy for us today? Uh, what do you mean? You know how oh. at the end they give up one of the play- interplayers the trophy to then take over to the team and then lift it yeah. up? Wait, did, did Skriniar get subbed off or something? No. Well, the person who lifted up the trophy is our veteran keeper, otherwise known as old man Handanovich. <laughs> what did, hold on. Did he get subbed on then? No, you know That's how weird, at the man. end when they're doing the trophy celebration, they give the trophy to one player, then the player walks it over to the team, and then that player lifts it up first. Well, they give it to the captain. That's what they do. They don't. They, it's not just selected unless they had some. They probably had some request to, to give it to Handanovic or something. But yeah, but they when, did when, when they. I'm just telling you when when they give the tr- the the trophy to they give it to the captain They're, unless again unless he had something set up or unless he was subbed on that's why I was asked that's why I asked if he was subbed on because otherwise you know whatever yeah but he got to lift it so it was really awesome to see him do that but yeah you're I do agree with you that three po- just right now take the three points and be happy with it although yeah. that that's still. Right. I was going to say, Alonso, Roma, and Lazio are only three points behind. So I know, obviously, you got these weapons. You want to score five goals a game. It's it's just simple because you feel like you should against a team like that, which is, I, I think, you know, shit like that can happen sometimes. But, but again, because of how close it is, I think it was really important. That's just me, though. Yeah, Definitely. Oh, and now in speaking of another team that has uh, issues with consistency, your best friends, uh, Lazio, winning 2-0 against Sassuolo. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Want me to go first or you want to go? Do you want to go? You know, Doesn't matter. Since I love letting you harp on Lazio, go for it. Yeah, so Lazio obviously they needed to win this game. They they dropped to Lecce and Empoli. Um so, so you know, with that, you wanted this big performance. So, Swallow's a good team with a lot of good players, and they do this, and they go and win this game. And then 
you know, oh, this is a great win against Oswaldo. They're 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 a top side. And then you look at the table and you see exactly where they are. <laughs> so I thought this was like a really big victory for Lazio. But it's only because I had to totally ignore where the swallower in the table. They're in 16th. So it's not even like a huge victory. And how do they get this victory? A penalty. Um, a penalty at near, near halftime, which was to me a 50 50. Um, his, his arm is in a destructive position, but it was not. It's a hard one to call because, because he was heading, they're trying to head the ball out of bounds and his, it, you know, it, and I, I don't think he intentionally waved his arms in front of his body. I think it just it just bounced that way. Um, so it's it's a hard one to call. I don't I don't think it's a horrible decision, but but I I, I feel bad for Sassuolo because maybe that was a little harsh one to call. They score obviously the penalty, um, and then obviously they get they get that um they get the, the stoppage time goal from um. Uh, I was going to say Luis Figo, but that, but um, he hasn't played for a long time. Um, from uh, Felipe Anderson, um, and then the rest of the game, they just spent sending every chance possible to the moon. Um, they could have scored three, four goals in this game. I think, in hindsight, looking at this, a penalty at at the half and a and a stoppage time um, goal isn't the best. But you know, I'm not. I'm going to keep the same energy I kept with Inter. Uh, clean sheet, two two nil victory, regardless of how they got their points and uh, and and a win. They needed that win with after after dropping uh, to Lecce and Empoli. Again, not a great performance, uh, but so unlike Inter, because I think Inter's performance was pretty strong. Um, unlike Inter, Lazio did not have a great performance, but they got the points they need to because Alonso and Roma are, in a, are on winning streaks, and uh, you know another dropped. Uh, game probably ends in in Lazio sabotaging themselves a little bit, even though I think it's a long season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely a must win for them here, especially after losing, falling apart to Lecce and Empoli. Um, not like not their greatest performance, but they were able to get the results. Um, overall, both in. And Lazio have always need to really work on that consistency part of things. And but overall, the, they got the three points and like Inter a clean sheet. Um, got it, especially with how tight the race is for the final Champions League spot. So I mean, right now every point matters in regards to that position. Um. But overall, and they need to also work on their – they still struggle, but they also need to work – also <laughs> need to work on the consistency and they need to work on the, how their performances as well because it looked lackluster, and that is another key issue for them as well. But as you said, three points is three points. And even that's if, all that even matters. If, yeah, yeah, even if they added, um, even if Harry Kane's penalty miss has some friends up there in the mood and after that game, especially the Felipe Anderson winner for a goal, it's still, it's it's right there with the Harry Kane one. That's it's, it has a little friend now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny. That tickled me. But there, no, yeah, there was a few. They were just right in front of the goal. They just hit, hit it to the moon. 
Now the, the the context of the situation was less severe, but still, it was that type of miss. Anyway, but yeah. So up next, we have Napoli thrashing Juventus five one. I mean, it's over now, isn't it? There's no back. I'm sorry, Juventus can 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 get Vladovic back. Roma, Duval and Abraham go in God mode. Inter can look. It's it's over. There's no way back now. You know, um, Juve were in second place. They had nine, eight consecutive games with a clean sheet. They were they hadn't conceded a goal in a in month and a half. And uh, all they need they they needed to win this game, or at least need to get a point from this game. This supposed was supposed to be really competitive. Um, and then what we saw was two two men run amok through uh, through Juve over and over and over again. Um, I mean, this was embarrassing on the highest level. They were had lost three in a row in Naples. This would be number four. Uh, again, Naples is a is sorry, not Naples. Um, the the Stadio San Paolo is, is a shithole, but <laughs> that shithole is a place where Juventus can't win games now. Um, I think I think this is four in a row. Napoli came up, came you know they you lost Inter and then they they got they win a good one against Sampdoria. It wasn't the best performance. They come in here and I mean it's over quick. You know, Cavara uh, um, obviously hits uh, uh, starts well starts kind of starts it with with a acrobatic strike that that Olsen hits out fine picks off out of the air, putting in the back of the net, and then Victor sets it up. Uh, I mean, Di Maria scored uh, an equalizer, but it didn't really matter the context. Kavara, uh, sorry, uh, Victor sets up Kavara on a breakaway, easy as you like. In the second half, Armani scores, then Kavara scores, and then Olsen scores another one. So I mean, it was it was it was it was just dominant performance. It was as good as you like. Um, this is the best team in this league. Um, they are going to win the league. I think after that performance, I think they're just on total uh, cruise control. You've, I mean, we can make this about Juventus looking horrible um, and stuff like that, and and Spalletti trolling Allegri if we want to, but but this was just this was utter domination from Napoli. Um, I wouldn't want to um, play them. Um, you know, it, they're just they're, they just they just um, they have that type of dangerous quality to them. They have the depth to deal with difficult situations. They have um, they have they've replaced everybody. That left because that's why nobody picked them to, to make the Champions League, um, and and I think they just they struggled with what, what they're doing and the culture they're building. And this is the type of team that could that is going to be a, a problem next year, uh, you know, as long as Victor is still there, and obviously Kavara being being uh, you know as good. I mean, he's been the best player in the league this season. Um, the, yeah, he's just he's just special, and the way those two just rang nuts on Juve were crazy. Um, best duo in the league, best team of the league, and they're just. Uh, th- I mean, uh, what else to say? I mean, I, we could talk about this for twenty minutes, but but they they're just that they're just on this level this season. They have that winning mentality now. Um, they have the consistency. They only have one loss in the league this season, and um, they they're just. Uh, I think in all reality, last night will will be the signal. Not last night. On fr- Friday will be the signifying moment of their title because I think that was the moment they won it. Now, mathematically, they have not won it, but I think that after that performance, I think they basically closed the deal. I mean, 
you pretty I, there's really not much to add because you pretty much hit every single point. This team is a far cry from what we've seen from them ever since I started watching the sport. I mean, they this team looks put together. They are being very consistent, obviously, besides that one loss against my boys enter. But overall, from the start of the season up until now, they've been very consistent. They've been attacking beautifully. The defense has been top-notch. The midfield is working cohesively with the boys up front and being able to communicate where those attackers need to be to set up those goal opportunities. Their precision, putting the ball in the back of the net, has really improved. This team just has to, and then of course their goalkeeper is performing consistently as well. And just from top to bottom, what Luciano Spalletti has done with this team is huge. And you're right. This uh, this upcoming weekend, I mean, I don't know who they play, but this literally will solidify them as the title winners after this weekend. It just Obviously, mathematically, they haven't done it yet, but just from what we've seen from them, they don't show any signs of letting up. They show the fighting determination to win the title and will do everything in their power to do so. I mean, just really well done from this Napoli team who struggled for a long time but is now finding their voice. And I think Luciano Spalletti came in at the right time and took the project under his wing and has really done something special with them. And it's only going to get better from here. And obviously we'll see what happens with yeah. everything. One more thing. The craziest part of this, though, is is obviously the, the Lukianos Spalletti thing is great because it was controversial. Because of what happened with Inter, what happened with Roma. Again, he was successful with Inter. He was successful with Roma. But he also, to a certain respect, it was controversial because of the Lukaku, Wanda, Perisic drama and Inter. He was there was controversial because of the um, of the Toti drama in Rome. So you know he came in with this persona, with this with this baggage, with all of this, and then he comes in and, and does what he's done. And and if you look at his track record, what he did with Udinese, who I mean they never were in Europe. Um, before he arrived and he took them, I think he was there for three years, three years, three years, three trips in Europe. And then he goes to, he goes over there to, uh, uh, to um, Russia. No, he, he goes to Russia. Uh, does, uh, he goes to Rome, takes them to the first two champions league quarterfinals, wins them two cups, leaves, goes to Russia, wins a couple cup trophies, does well in the champions league. Then he gets sacked and then he comes back to Rome Saving their season, the following season, Roma have their greatest ever season statistically, numbers wide, 125 goals, 87 points. Then goes to Inter, qualifies them for the Champions League for the first time in a decade. And then comes to Napoli, who's about to win the first title in 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 twenty something years. And so he's a big part. But the other thing is this: hit the bench. These these you obviously know Raspadori, right? Yep. Let me ask you this: if he's on Inter. How how often is he on the bench? Pretty much a lot. You you think if Rasporti was in your team, he'd be coming off the bench? Well, I think he would be coming off the bench a little bit, but I don't know 
based on all the decisions we have, I don't think you would no, no, throw, throw the decisions out. Quality of the player. Inter make a splash. They sound Raspador. He's you would guess he's starting pretty much next to Lotaro almost every minute. He comes to Roma, he's starting every minute. He goes to uh Alantha, he starts every minute. Lazio doesn't deserve a player like him, so I'm not even gonna suggest that he could play there. <laughs> but for hey, Juventus <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that to come back and haunt me if he like signs for them like in like five ten years. So I'm 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 no. not saying that. He goes to Juventus. He starts almost every minute. So the thing is, this is a guy coming off the bench for Napoli that would probably be starting on every other team in the top six. They have guys like Lozano off the bench. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of this guy, but he he's getting goals this season. Uh, Gio uh, Simeone off the bench. I mean, I mean, you look at Lozano. Lozano I, I said that already. Politano, just the, the depth that they have, man, the coach. I think it's mixed everything. And then, but I, obviously, I think the biggest reason their success was the duo up, up top. But they've, they've, they've just been incredible, um, which begs the question you want, you beat them. Do you know who else beat them? The team with zero wins in Syria. <laughs> um, by the way, Credo Mose, um, thank you. And my, my uh, former Roman, Felix, thank you, uh, because you've just made it life a lot easier in the Cup for Roma. But anyway. Uh, Napoli's just been great, and, and I just wanted to add those last two points. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of uh, Roma, Dybala finds the back of the net twice against Fiorentina in a 2-0 victory. Yeah, I mean, Fiorentina will feel um, will feel unfortunate because of the, red, the early red card. Um, obviously, there, there was controversial there, uh, a decision there, and um, whether it's the right one or the wrong one, is irrelevant. Um, so I, I feel I feel like they will feel like they uh, that th- that that could have changed the outcome of the game. Um, Zaniola was not available um, for the game, which means we saw uh, Abraham Debal and, and Pellegrini in a triangle. Um, Newcastle interested, Arsenal interested. So let's 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 get that offer in because I've made my positions clear. On Zaniolo, it's it's I'm it's donezo for me. So just let's get that let's get that offer coming in and, and Roma just accept just do what you have to do to to get this again. I don't think he's a toxic figure for Roma, but I just think he, there's a point where he's not contributing well enough, and I don't think it, he's been uh, good enough over this season and last season to. And the reason I bring this up is because when he hasn't played, we beat Genoa in the cup um, in midweek last midweek. That was, our, that was one of our better performances of the season. Then this week, I mean, then obviously beating Fiorentina as well. That's another great performance uh, of the season. In the Genoa game, he was taken off. Zanio was taken off. And in this game, he did not play at all. Um, and I think, again, I feel bad for him because of the injuries, because of stuff that has gone on. But he has not been um, – uh, he hasn't been good enough. Um, and that's – you know, I'm not again, I'm not trying to – dig his grave but I think we, we've got to come to a point where what we saw yesterday is something that we want to continue to see and I'm not certain if Zaniel is back in the team that happens but anyways I mean obviously uh, the early red card which is which is troubling for Fiorentina I understand their position and all that stuff um, but I think um, it was to me it was it was it was a brilliant performance one of the best performances of the season so far which is why I was so desperate to score more than one goal um, obviously, I think the the contributions of Zilic and and Zalowski on both sides as wingbacks were great. The midfield was all right; it wasn't amazing, but it did it did the job. It did the job necessarily. Um, 
but then it, it you know the the, sto- the the story of the game was the two up front with with Abraham and Dabala. Um, I mean, beautiful first goal, Zelik with the cross, Dabala. Who sorry, uh, Abraham could can strike it if he wants to, but d- d- does a chest pass that sets up Dabala. Dabala smacks it out of the air into the bottom corner. <laughs> Unbelievable goal! It was, it was a fantastic Roma build on that, and they continue to break them down and. And even though Fiorentina applied a lot of pressure in the second half um, and, and, and all that, uh, Abraham, I thought Abraham and his runs that he made and Dabala doing doing things that um, it's weird as a Roma fan watching him make passes because before Dabala came here, when a midfielder or, some, or somebody tried to make a long pass from one side of the field to the other, it's like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. But now because Dabala is so technical – and he can make that pass. It's just like it's it's just easy for him. It's just it's just simple as you like it. It's as a Roma fan, it's 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 fun watching a guy that can make those type of passes because the the last time we've seen a, a guy at that level, at a playmaker like this, make those type of passes, he wore number ten. I think we all know who I'm talking about. So it's it's uh, so on that front, it's it's amazing. It's, but Tammy and, and Dabala played tremendous throughout. And then in the end, they get on a counterattack. Uh, Tammy Abraham um, uh, splits it into uh, into Dabala, who scores an, almost an open goal. He gets a double. and uh, But it was a great performance from Tammy. Tam- people have been ripping on Tammy all seasons because of the lack of goals. But he's worked so hard for the team, and he's tirelessly um, making the right runs. He's just – he's improved. If he gets that improvement in front of goal – um, will be golden, and even in the in his post game press conference, he said that uh, Dybala now owes him two assists because of the two that Tammy um, put on the money for Dybala. But Dybala healthy now, Tammy looking looking more like himself. Um, I mean, I think everything kind of worked. Um, again, we'll see what happens against Spezia, and then obviously the, the big clash at the end of the month against Napoli. But um, from the Roma standpoint, I think I think this was a very productive performance and should be very proud of the way they they, they controlled the game and did stuff. And as far as Fiorentina, um, I, I just don't get it. They have all the materials. They have a good they have a good attack. They have a good midfield. Defense and goalkeeper are, are suspect, but they should not be doing this poorly. They have six wins in Syria. All six are the bottom six teams in the league. Um, so I, I don't know what's what's not working there. I don't know what's happening there, but but something needs to to turn this around because I, I feel like they're 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 betting against themselves in a lot and again against a, a Roma side, uh, they just they just couldn't handle. I mean, Fiorentina was really doing well. I think it was like last season they were really progressing and looked like they were getting better, but it's falling back into old habits and just betting against themselves like they were doing way before last season. But they got to figure out what the hell is going on and get right back on track because it was nice watching them perform last season. They were getting better. They were really aggressive. But this season just, as they say, this season just ain't it, man. It ain't cutting the mustard. But from the Romer side, Romer, what Hang on. I need to yell at my brain for a second. What the hell, brain? That Romer. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be the nickname for me right now. But yeah, Roma, um, they performed very, very well. Obviously, Tammy Abraham, despite the lack of goal contributions, 
is literally a pivotal player on that team. Not only is he working, trying to find the back of the net himself, but he's also facilitating chances for Dybala. He's also orchestrating the match for other players on the squad as well. So he's like, I call him the, I'm, his nickname for me is the workhorse. Even when he isn't but off scoring goals, he's do, always doing something to help the team get the result that they need. Um, to me, the equivalent would be, I would say Jacko. He may not have his that many goals. I mean, Jacko has slightly more goals this season, but overall, they are the workhorses of our respective teams. They do they're doing stuff even when they aren't scoring. So the the h- hatred towards Tammy Abraham needs to stop. You it's not to- hatred; it's, cr- it's criticism. I, I think. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I, I just think that uh, people are looking at his goal or look, going to goal who score.com, looking up his stats, looking at his XG, looking at his big chances missed, all this stuff. They look at all the stats and they say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make the, the evaluation that Tammy is having a bad season, but then they, but they're not watching the games and seeing how he contributes in ways that don't always show up in the score sheet. And yes, he's missed big chances. Yes, he needs to score more goals. If he ends this season with 15, I think we're all happy here. And I do think he should be untouched by, by Roma because of the Dybala uh, chemistry. If they can get on the same page, obviously, it's, it's going to go up. But a lot of the people that are criticizing this is be, are those who are not watching him on a, on a, a, you know, a regular basis and seeing how he's, he's evolved in this uh, uh, thing. And, and I think, um, obviously, that plays – that plays a big part of it, and and yeah, again, it, he he like you said, he's 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 a tar- tireless worker. He 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 contributes in ways that don't always score in the show, uh, uh, that don't always show up on the score sheet. Um, I would actually say the better comparison uh, is uh, Brozovic, because Brozovic does not score very many goals, generally speaking, but he contributes in ways that are impossible to ignore even if they don't show up on the score sheet. But anyway. But, yeah, I mean, definitely a great result for Roma. They continue to be up there with Inter. And I do believe it is Lazio who are still are in the three-way dance for the final Champions League spot. Atlanta, so, too. And Atlanta. Um, but just overall, it's going to be a dogfight to the – and to see who's going to get that final spot. But it is really interesting to see how competitive that area is. Um, and we'll see what occurs. Now, and speaking of Atalanta, basically I'm just going to say every holy mackerel, everybody and their uncle and every single fan of the stadium scored. Holy, they, cry, they destroyed Cremonese. Seven two, um, eight two. Oh, eight two. My bad. But eight two. But that's like everybody got pretty much everybody scored except like three players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's insane. Um, but yeah, I'll just go first. To be honest, it's not really any. I mean, yes, the three points is three points, but it, in the way they won it. Come on, it's freaking Cremonese for crying out loud. Every I can even Don't see it. 
What? Sorry. It was Salentiana. Oh, yeah. Sal- Sal- but yeah, I'm not even going to say that name again because that one screws up my tongue. But just but, go ahead. But overall, it's just like it's one of those teams that you could, I could even score against them, and I'm not even athletic. Um, but definitely a mud, still three points is three points. Um, really d- good performance, but it is against a team that really that, has that sacked their manager and then rehired him three days later. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently they sacked him, and I knew he sacked him this weekend, and then three days later they rehired him. <laughs> That's like if somebody Chipotle fired me, and then three days later they realize you didn't come back. You know, actually, we couldn't find a better replacement, so we're just gonna rehire you. And if my company did that, I'd say, "Fuck you! You screwed me over. I'm out of here, bitches. I'll find somewhere else to work." <laughs> but yeah, but still, overall, it's just one of those situations where they were going up against a team that wasn't that great. Um. But they still got the results. Well done to Atalanta. You still maintain that race for the re- with the rest of us for the Champions League spot. But like I said, the the team you lost to really shouldn't be too like hyped, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I think I think that's unfair. I think Salentiana has good players. I think they're they're a good team. I th- I just think they're they've come into this in a very unfortunate moment where nothing's going right for them. Now, I don't think they're a bad team. I do, I do suspect that they will stay in the league. But the problem is, over their last five, ten games, they've been brutal. They can't get right. They can't score goals. They're, they're struggling to get points. They have, they're having all these concerns. Their goalkeeper got injured. They went, high, they went and got a Cotoa, um from, obviously, the Mexican national team in the World Cup. Obviously, one of the best um, World Cup performers, but not the best, you know, not obviously – as a goalkeeper, everywhere else, he's just okay. He, they concede eight. Um, maybe they go crazy. Again, their young pieces are stepping up to the plate. Obviously, Hoyland, the, the Denmark uh, striker, looks really good. Um, the rest of them are, are – obviously, they have a good unit going there. Um, so you want to say, okay, this is tremendous, that Alonso scoring eight. Um, however, I think um, the, the important thing here is Salantiana couldn't buy a goal. Um, prior prior to this game, they couldn't get anything going, uh, and they still scored two against Atlanta. This is my problem with Atlanta, and this is why I'm not gassing them up. Now, their second goal, I, I get it. You can't really stop that from happening. It's a really well taken strike into the bottom corner. I don't think I don't think it, they were. There's nothing. You can't blame anyone for that. But the first goal was was just a free ball into the box, and that's the problem. The problem I have with Atlanta is every. Atlanta, every game they play, in every situation, there's one game, there's one moment like that. Now, you look at the other teams in this in this um, Champions League race, Inter's defense is is questionable at times. A Serbia is a weird signing. Um, I was talking to Julian the other day, and I said I could – I could outrun him with jeans on. Uh, he's slow as 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 fuck. Okay, just be, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna stop you right there on the Acerbi situation. Acerbi may be slow, but he has helped us in certain critical moments. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt on that one. He also has been on the wrong side of a bad moment. 
All I'm saying is, is okay. Outside, uh, the, Inter's defense has been questionable at times. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but they're still they're still fairly good. Um, Lazio has a better has a decent defense. Um, they're, they're they don't they don't lose games four or five goals. Um, the other team in is Roma. Roma's defense is actually very good. Now you can you can uh, drag on our scoring, but th- their our defense is very good. Now Alanta, of the three teams I just mentioned, the type of balls that Alanta allow in their box for opposition, you enter uh, you sorry. <laughs> Inter, Roma, Lazio may have a, a, one a situation like that once a month, right? Because I, I, I watch Inter games. I know that you sometimes you get you get exposed defensively, but w- w- you know, regardless, you don't you don't have a mishap defensively like that. A ball over the top that they, they can just slide through. Roma that that happens once in a while, but not often. Lazio ha- happens once in a while, not often. The fact that I'm seeing at least one situation like this in every game over the last month is telling me that, yes, they scored eight, but they also conceded two. And so I think that the defense, the lack of defense, what do you want to call it? They're going to put themselves in a dangerous position um, at least once a game. And because of that, I think Lazio, Roma, and Inter all have an advantage over Atlanta, not because attacking, because they, they, they're capable of scoring goals. They're decent in the midfield. But they're they're going to let one loose in the box once again, and I think long term rest of the season there will be more mistakes made by the Alanta defense than there will be made by the Inter defense, Roma defense, and Lazio defense. So we can celebrate the eight goals they score, but the problems are still there. The problems I talked about last week still exist. We it, it, this doesn't embrace anything. They still don't have an identity, and they still have loads of problems. <laughs> They crushed Salentiana and fair play to them. They they put on display a display of their young stars really vi- living it up. But let's not forget or let's not distract ourselves from the fact that this team still has problems and that defense is going to be exposed against better teams. That's all I'm saying. But well done. Great goals. And that's all I can say. But you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're just going to run through – just a brief uh, recap of. I got the... this one. I, I, just because, just because I, I have the thing, and I can, I can just, I can just whatever. Is that cool? I actually have it in front of me too. So. All right. You whatever. sent me. The... You, you sent me this. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't. But you don't have the specific games from the Copa Italia on your list, do you? Um, I know Roma won one nil against Genoa. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Do you want to do, or do you want me to do it? I mean, it's up to you. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> I just want okay. to say something. I, I, I have I have a little speech at the end that I want to do. Um, all right. So first of all, uh, AC Milan um, lose to Torino in extra time. Um, AC Milan get knocked out. Torino's a, a decent side. Um, obviously, Torino are going to probably take those games more seriously than than their their current games in um, in Syria. Not Torino doing very well in Syria, but but I think they will prioritize that sort of competition. But um, what what were what are your thoughts of of not only beating them in the Coppa Italia, not only seeing Milan implode the last two weeks, but they also in the last two weeks have been bounced um, from the Coppa Italia 
um, and now they're out. So now they're probably going through a trophyless season. Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole uh, situation for for the seams? Well, you know, as an Inter Milan supporter, I'm absolutely flipping pancakes of their demise right now. But from a tactical and uh, if I was an AC, uh, AC Milan supporter, well, here I'm gonna need to wash off I my just mouth. Jump off my deck. <laughs> I gotta, wash, I gotta brush my teeth and use some of that mouthwash later. But if you're an AC Milan supporter, I would be if this continues this weekend after one last, if they have the same performance they did in these the past few weeks, I'd be hitting that panic button because this just seeing mistake after mistake and seeing them not only lose to us today in the Super Copa. Then get eliminated from the Copa Italia, then struggle over the past few weeks in the league. There's something going on, and I don't know what it is. Um, but if you're a fan of AC Milan, I would be starting to really think what needs to be done to see you guys to see them improve because it is not a good look. Um, Torino. Obviously, isn't having a great uh, time in Serie A right now, but they're doing, them, they're, they're doing all right. They're doing pretty good. They're not doing awful, but they're not. I think they're doing pretty good. They're, but, just, they're just there. I, I would say they're they're more than just there, but they're they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to probably make Europe, but the, I think that they could they could potentially finish in the top ten or twelve, which is for a club like Torino, as we know, don't have a lot of budget. Lost their best defender, et cetera, et cetera. Lost their captain. I think would be a very uh, promisable finish. But my, the point I was making is the the route um, they they can still uh, they're going to want to put it into the, the best performance possible um, in the Copa Italia. Is what I'm saying. That's what that was my point. Yeah, so, I mean, in general, this is a good thing for them. But just the downside is Milan just continue to struggle. And as a interest, has a, if you were an AC Milan supporter, obviously you need to figure out what the heck's going on with your club and, like, fix it. But for as an interest supporter, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, maybe try playing uh, your striker at striker. Let's let's imagine you paid forty two million for a striker and played him in midfield. What? I mean, yeah. Why? Why you see? Why you? Why you go be dumb for? You have a striker. Why don't you play him in striker position instead? Go, go look it up, King Charles. I don't, I'm never going to learn how to pronounce his name, so I'm just going to keep going on that. Um, he is he, at Bruges last season, forty uh, ish million. Um, his, he played again. He has played as a cam, but very infrequently. As a mid, as a striker, he scored 18 goals last season. Did you look at if you look at the stats this season, he has not played one minute as striker. So that, again, that's not a Maldini problem. It sounds like a Pioli problem, but but at least give the guy a chance. He's getting ripped in the media every single day. Why is he getting ripped in the media every single day? Because you're not playing him in his fucking position. Let, give Giroud a rest. Put him out there. That's, I mean, the transfer window is going to be closed in a month. Maybe they, they can add some toolage there. But, but first and foremost, play your record signing in his actual position. Because I think it's, there's, it's no guarantee that they're going to stay where they are. If they continue to play this, 
they can slide out and potentially leave a spot open for for Inter and somebody else to make the Champions League. And then, I mean, if Juventus, after what happened, they might be sliding too. So it's it's. I think that it's it's going to be more heated up because of those two teams struggling. Um. But anyway, yeah. Well done to Torino. Thank you for knocking out Milan. You'll um, you'll understand why I I, I, I I'm happy about that in a second. Um, uh, Roma one nil against um, against Genoa. Dybala off the bench into the back of the net. Boom shakalaka. Roma win. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, there's really not much to say that they got the job done. Dybala continues to be a crucial part to the Roma team. Um, like I said, when certain players such as Dybala aren't injured, they can perform at a top-notch level. And that was continued, continues to be seen, not only within the respective tournaments, but also within the league as well, especially this past weekend. Um, Genoa... Um, there's really not much to say that, except that they lost, and it's I, they're in Serie B, right, Genoa? Yeah, they're in third. They're doing well. They're doing very Ooh. well. But they're you know, Sula, you know, Genoa Salami come back over because I missed. You know what sucks though? You know what sucks though? Do you Sam know who Doria they beat? Might be relegated? You know who? You know who? Sam Doria. I mean, yeah, but we already know. This is what sucks. Do you know who they beat to earn this match? Spall. We know oh. who the manager of Spall is, right? De Rossi. So if, if Spall had beaten Genoa, they would have, De Rossi would have come back to the Olympico. That's the only thing I was disappointed by because I really wanted that moment. You know what I mean? Um, he's actually not doing that well, but I, I think uh, he just and he just lost his best player. Um, but I think uh, with the transfer window, with, with uh, starting from scratch next season, I think he'll be fine. But, but uh, yeah, so uh, St- uh, Genoa in third, but they're only a few points off the top. I think they're gonna. There's. There. I, I would. I would say that it's likely that they would come back. Um. I think Benevento is the other team that's doing really well. Um. But you know, it is what it is. We get the points. We get the win. Um. Not gonna be mad about that. We get to the quarterfinals for the hundredth time in a row. Um. <laughs> where we've been knocked out. Um. For the last couple, more than a couple times at that exact point. But uh, moving on. Um. So Napoli have beaten everyone. Um, in the league, except for Inter, they've 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 only lost. They only have one loss in the um in the Champions League. Yet, uh, Cremonese has zero wins this season. Fucking beats Napoli in the Coppa Italia yesterday, and Roma former Roma uh, player Fila Safina scores the the equalizer and scores the winning penalty in the shootout. Is is Napoli get sent home from the Copa Italia? Uh, from my perspective, I think Napoli should be pissed about this because their team is good enough to win the Copa Italia and the league, and they have a chance to go deep in the Champions League as well. So I know a lot of people are saying, uh, uh, not, but the thing is, you know, getting knocked out in one of these competitions so we can focus on the league. But the league isn't is is cooked, bruh. I mean, they they gain nothing from being knocked out of this competition. So that's my thought. I think Spalletti. Um, I said a lot of nice things about Spalletti. Now I'm, I'm going to say something not so nice. I think him playing a second team in this game was was a weak move. 
I think they should have established themselves as the favorites for this competition, um, but they failed to do so. And in, in do so, um, Kermanoza knocked them out, and they are, they've been sent packing. Um, I, I, was, I was shocked about this, but uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I was shocked about this as well. Why you should not have played your B squad. Yes, I will say you could have played maybe some of those players, but not all, because you want to solidify yourself as the dominant force, not just within the league, but in competitions such as the Copa Italia. Um, it was just like one of those things called, what the hell were you thinking? Um, I mean, yes, they're, they, they're doing what they are killing it in the league, but you also want to kill it in other tournaments as well. Because you're right, this is a team that can go out there and win the league and also the Copa Italia, just like Enter did. But just playing your B team uh, against Cremonese just was a bad move. And especially since Cremonese has no wins this season with the exception of eliminating Napoli on pens now, but mm-hmm. just it, it's just not a good look. Um, agreed. And go ahead. No, I just, I just said agreed. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. So this is one of those things that makes you, I mean, I understand like, yeah, saving yourself for champions league and the league, but you are a team that has the the great starting 11 and also has a solid bench. They have 10, and, they're 10, and they're 10 points clear. So it, and they're 10 get, points clear. So go, there is, you could have literally gone out there and just played your A team and just went with it and, and got the victory. But no, you played your B team and it cost you. And now you're out of the Copa Italia when you could have had not just one, but two trophies as well. So it just n- didn't make sense. And I mean, it just really isn't, wasn't a smart move from Spalletti, but outside of the Copa Italia, he has been huge, but this was just one of those moves that made you scratch your head saying what what the heck was going through your head when you decided to put out this side. All right, cool. I'm really happy about this. I'm also happy about Milan um, getting knocked out. Would you like to know why? Hang on. Why is that? This is Roma's route to the Copa Italia final. Criminose at home in Rome and the winner of Fiorentina and Torino. Now, I understand the power of the cup. Anything can effing happen. But you have to admit, that pathway is as easy as... as again, I think they're, they're all capable. Torino and Fiorentina are really good teams that can show up and will want to show up. Um, but I, I do also think that, that if you just look at the matchups as they are, Mourinho in the cup, Champions League may or may not happen. It is a straight arrow to the final um, as well. So so I'm really happy about that because, again, anything can happen. I'm not underestimating anybody. I'm not saying anything else. But it is a pathway to the final, which, which um, leads me to this. We are heading – we could be heading for a crash course into Roma in the final. Now, Juventus are on your side of the bracket. Uh, Lanza on your side of the bracket. Lazio, you're on your side of the bracket. So, with all that being said, your route to the final is more difficult. But it very well could be that you and that Inter and Roma will have a date in Rome 
on the in the final, the Copa Italia. Um, again, it could be Juventus. Um, it could be Napoli. Sorry, no, could, no, couldn't be Napoli. It could be Lazio. It could be Atlanta. All of this is happening. They still have games to play, but uh, obviously you're on the more difficult side of the bracket. Um, but I, I think it would be, I think it would be cool and horrible if that were to happen. But again, I want to make it perfectly clear. I'm not counting anybody out here. I'm not, I'm not underestimating the team that will play, but this is the, the pathway to the final is, is in Roma's favor. And I think if Inter really want this, really want to get to a final, I think they could. Um, so anyway, what's your, what's your opinion on all of this? I mean, yeah, you're definitely right. We have a harder journey. Um, obviously, Juventus is hungry for at least a trophy this season. Adelanta are hungry. Basically, everybody on the side of our bracket is hungry for this. And if Inter really, really are desperate to want to take this seriously, they will do everything in their power to get to the final. Um, but obviously, Roma have the easier side of the bracket. And you're right. It would be it would be funny, but it would be creepy to also face you guys in the file. That would be a riot. Oh. It would be. You know why else? I think in finals, managers matter. And, I mean, no offense. We got Mourinho. And even if you make the Champions League, I think, and it's in our house, I think that would be straight carnage. Now, I'm hoping it doesn't happen because it can get really weird when when – you know, friend, et cetera, like that. But I think it'd also be kind of fun. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if that happens, you want to know what I'm going to need? What? Uh, what? Oh, come on. You, I always say this all the time. If, if we ever face off at the final, Tissue. you know what I'm, What am I going to need? Tissue. No. Snack. <laughs> <laughs> you should know now, man. Oh, I know you're gonna say that. I'm just saying, you know, I, I back myself, so I'm gonna say tissues because when you, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say we're gonna win it, but I, I, I would, I would back Roma to win against anybody on that side. It, again, if we get to the final, I back, I back Roma against anybody. Juve, I mean, you could put any team on the end of that bracket, and I would, I would believe that Roma could win because of Mourinho and how he he wins finals. He very rarely comes up short in a final like that in our house. And as as we know, we talked a lot. A lot. This is the one trophy I've craved for the last seven years. So I, I hope there's a way for us to get to the final. And I wish you the best of luck in Juve and whoever. But I think it would be kind of interesting if you made the final too. But we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. Respect to everyone else because I don't want to jinx ourselves. Um, but that would be it would be interesting. I just I just found it funny that we're we're on the opposite side of the bracket, so it is a, it is a remote possibility. Yeah, but that would really be cool though. Yeah, both of us yelling at the the laptop. The TV. Oh God, <laughs> my parents. Yeah, you would you wouldn't have to deal with like calm down Danielle this isn't it's just a game it's not that serious I'm saying like, it's a little it's it. a little more on and this I mean if, if that were to happen it'd be a little more on it. but I, I mean but again in that situation hypothetically in the league you might be this second time but in a game like that I think Roma has the leverage because it's in a home stadium and because of Mourinho's record in finals but I think it'd be interesting because you guys have the better team and you probably are going to finish higher up than us in the table, which makes the context of that hypothetically speaking interesting. Again, I keep saying it because I don't want to jinx myself, 
I, I respect everyone else, and, and I'm not saying this is a done deal, but I, I just find it interesting that we're heading in the same direction to that uh, beautiful trophy. But we'll see what happens because that would be that it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one to watch. I can tell you that much. But anyways, uh, this has been another edition of Deutschland Calcio. We'll see you all on the next one.